Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is April 22nd. It is Friday. The year is 2022. We are glad you are joining us. Hope you're having a good start to your weekend. Hope this helps you continue into your weekend. On today's show, we'll discuss the Nationals dropping the final two games of their four-game set with Arizona. We'll discuss Juan Soto's what could have been big moment in the bottom of the ninth yesterday and some of the criticisms around it, if they're fair, if they're not. Is there a middle ground somewhere in there? We'll talk about the bullpen as well. Uh, They've done pretty well, especially comparing to last year's Nationals bullpen. I think this pen's did a good job. Look at some of the numbers on that, some of the guys who have done well so far. And then we'll preview this weekend series for the Nats with the San Francisco Giants. Starts tonight, runs through the weekend. We'll have a breakdown of that and more coming up on today's show. Daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You guys can find us at LO underscore Nationals. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you see my uh, my Twitter tag right there is at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Please leave us a review uh, on both. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube as well. Tell your friends. We just hit 100 subscribers, so thank you all for uh, supporting this channel and telling your friends about it. Slowly but surely, we're building this thing up, uh, hopefully as the Nationals are slowly and surely building the, their team back up. Let's hope the two things can grow in unison. All right, so let's discuss. Uh, we broke down the Nationals' first two games of the series. I talked with Matt Weirich of NBC Sports Washington. Hope you guys go check out that conversation. Uh, but the Nationals lost the last two games. They lost 11-2 to in the third game of the series. And the fourth game of the series, they lose 4-3. And that's where we're going to start. That was yesterday. Um, the Nationals lose 4-3. And the big moment that I think everybody is talking about is in the bottom of the ninth, Juan Soto came up with the bases loaded and two outs. He came up because the Nationals, you know, obviously load the bases, but uh, uh, Josh Bell was able to get a catcher's interference call on a, you know, half-hearted, not half-hearted swing, very defensive swing, I should say, got the call and loaded the bases, allowing Juan Soto to come up in the bottom of the ninth. And it was one of four opportunities the Nationals had all day with runners in scoring position. They did not hit in all of them. And then Juan Soto ends up popping out in the at-bat. He got himself behind 0-2. It was not a good approach. And he admitted that after the game that it was not a good approach and he should have done better. Um, you know, this it, this is going to be stuff that's magnified. It could have been a really big moment. Everybody's talked about this year, you know, Juan Soto's output, uh, his home, you know, all three of his RBIs this year have come from solo home runs. So he's not driving guys in now. It's not like he's getting a ton of opportunities to do so this year, but um, a lot is not a lot's being made, but I think there's a conversation about, Hey, if this is supposed to be the $500 million man, that's a spot where he's got to come up big. And look, I agree with you, but also this is somebody that's had a bunch of big spots already where he's come through clutch in his career. And um, you know, I think taking one at bat and magnifying that is not necessarily fair, but that's, what's going to happen. You know, is it fair to do that? Probably not. 
Um, you know, was that a horrible at bat that he had? Yeah, it was not a good showing for Juan Soto there. His his approach was bad. Um, and Mark Melanson, former national, got him and really just, you know, he handled him in that at bat uh, pretty confidently, might I add. So I think when we're talking about this, you know, it's those moments like that are going to be magnified. Those are the moments where you think, hey, if he's the $500 million man or $450 million man, whatever it ends up being, those are the moments where you'd like to see him come through. Sure, 100%. But we know baseball, it's a long season. It's about a cumulative effect. It's about all the things that one Soto does really well. You know, it's about the, you know, how well he has been in the app. It's about being good running the base path. It's about not changing your approach and not striking out very much and getting on base a lot, you know, putting everybody else in, in a place to succeed. That's what it's about for one. Soto. now the, the driving and run stuff. Yeah, that needs to, that definitely needs to get better. Um, you know, at this point of the year, one's going to hitting second. You're not going to have as many opportunities, especially when Victor Robles is the guy turning over the lineup. Um, you know, I think that's, that's probably a, a pretty, a pretty fair, um, you know, for assessment, but so far this year, you know, he is with runners on, he is uh six for 20, but when in scoring position, he's actually one for 11 so far this year. So this is, this is a spot where he's really struggled. He's actually done his best work so far, small sample size, three for 10 leading off innings. And when he's let off, he's actually uh, is, is on base is five eighty eight. So, um, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's been a mixed bag so far for him this season, but I think, you know, you recall last season as well, it, it wasn't the, uh, you know, it wasn't the red hot start uh, that, you know, I think we all feel like happened, you know, at the very, uh, at the very end of the year, you go back to the beginning of the season for one, uh, the first three games were difficult. And then he had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a downward uh, slope, but I mean, I think the lowest his average got was, 262 in June 9th against the Yankees. I'm seeing it's where his average, uh, that's where it kind of got pretty low. I'm trying to figure out if there's a time where it got any lower. It's mean 263 at one point. And then obviously the backstretch July, he hit 356, 284 in August, uh, 404 in September. And then, uh, you know, he was 0 for 8 actually in the last series of the year, but it didn't really matter that much anyway. So this, you know, this, 260 is like is kind of the the low end, right? It feels like Juan Soto is not doing great. It's actually, you know, it's once again small sample size, but lowest in terms of average. And I'm just using average as a you know just a means right now. Is you know uh, just talking about how often he is hitting. He's getting on base at four, you know, 448. So excellent, still in that category. But the hitting, yeah, you know, especially the last uh, five or six games. You know, he's got let's see, in the last six game, five games. He's got two hits and they both came in the 11 to two loss. So talking about, you know, impactful moments, it feels like at least in the last week or so, we're not talking about a ton of them at the moment, but uh, you know, he he's mentioned that his approach has to get better. And I think he'll grow into the season and get used to hitting second. And the guys in the order will kind of, you know, coalesce around him because at this point, the nationals offense has been really bad so far this season. Um, they're 18th in the league and some of the, you know, like, uh, you know, they're in the teens for run score and average and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're watching these Nationals games, game in and game out, uh, it's not like they're putting many crooked numbers up there. They've got one game this year where they scored more than 10 runs. Uh, but this past series, three, two, one, and six. Uh, and you won the game where you put up one, right? So it's not like the offense has been killing it. The Pittsburgh series, three, four, seven, and four. This offense just consistently, we're not talking about a team right now. It's putting up uh, a ton of runs and, you know, they're having a one through nine. I mean, they're not hitting very well. They're, they've had 
you know, moments where certain guys do things well, but you never feel like the offense as a whole is going to stack things together. And part of it does start with Juan Soto, but it's not like he's not producing anything. Once again, 260 to 448 on base, you know, it's, that's still solid numbers for him. And you could even argue it's a little down for 448 on base. No, but uh, you know, it's the, the, the place we're at with Juan Soto. It's the moments. I think people are going to remember. I think the numbers are still going to be there. You know, if you talk to me next month and he's, He's still hitting 260. I mean, my concern level is not going to be very high. But if it, like, drops, you know, it still wouldn't be very high. Um, But, like, you know, I think the numbers-wise, things will be fine. The questions are going to be about those bigger moments. You know, does he do things that stick out? You know, is it making the game-winning plays, helping your ball club win teams ostensibly, even though the team's not very good? It's also the other guys around him to put, you know, guys in position. You know, they, they need Lane Thomas. Uh, and Victor Robles and Cesar Hernandez to put themselves in position, not just for one, you know, not just for him, uh, but for the other guys in the lineup too, for Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell, who's really been carrying the load offensively for the Nationals so far this season. Really the only truly consistent guy, I would say, on a day-in and day-out basis is Josh Bell, who this uh, so far this season is hitting 333, 17 for 51 with 12 RBIs, and two runs, uh, two home runs. So, you know, you can say a lot of those times when Juan's getting himself on, look who's behind him, look who's actually paying dividends. It is Josh Bell. He is, he's actually making good on that stuff. So in that's, you know, in, in the sense of is Juan doing his job in the offense uh, for providing for the guys behind him? Yeah. I mean, Cruz has had plenty of opportunities to drive him in. So it's Bell and Bell's actually been the guy who's capitalized much like he did last season. Um, so it's good to see that it's a, a positive thing there, but yeah, I mean, you know, don't make too much of one moment where he comes up, uh, you know, empty and he fully acknowledged after the game as he should, but not one moment. We're not going to look at that and say, man, you know, is this guy really worth the money that they're going to pay him? Yeah. If it keeps happening over and over and over again, sure. We can have that conversation, but I, I wouldn't have it now. He knows he has to be better. He needs to be better. That's a spot where he needs to come up big. All right. Uh, quick word from our sponsors. We'll talk some bullpen. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off at Built.com today. Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. they got flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, just to name a few. This month, they've got white chocolate cookies and cream. It's very good. Try that one out as well. Promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. Today's show is also brought to you by Blue Nile. Uh, It is currently Mother's Day season. If you guys need a gift, the best place to go is Blue Nile. It's fine everyday jewelry uh, like diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, tennis bracelets, uh, gold layering jewelry, it's just something that you can get or that you know is going to be made with the best quality. Blue Nile has uh, the best, uh, finest jewelry that you'll find anywhere when you shop online. And we've got something for you all. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Uh, and you guys, if you're locked on listener, you can get $50 off a $500 purchase. It's a podcast exclusive only just for us. They're doing it here at Locked On. Use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on you guys can go and do that um over at blue nile all right so next thing the bullpen um has been better this year the one thing i want to point out is that if you look statistically at the bullpen 
from last year to this year. Um, they are going, they are, you know, a full run better. They were, let's see, I'm going back to last season. They were 5.08 earn run average last year. They're 4.06 this year. Now in the national league, that's actually fourth worst, but here's what you have to understand with the nationals bullpen is that with the starting pitching situation as it is right now for the nationals and guys who are either not good enough or too inconsistent or injured or whatever it is, not used to pitching, um, the, the bullpen's going to be asked to, to work a lot. Now, hopefully less than last year, but they're going to be asked to work a lot. So when that happens, they're just going to give up runs. You know, if in the 11-2 games, you know, they're going to give up runs. In games that, you know, they don't have much of a chance, they're going to give up runs. Um, yesterday, they kept that game competitive. You know, Josh Rogers was the guy who gave up all four of those runs. It sucks that Sean Doolittle is gone now, but there's a lot of guys in the bullpen right now that I think are working very hard and actually doing a very good job. You, know, you can go down the list, uh, but Victor Arano, uh, Arano who's, who's been working you know, a, a lot for the Nationals, seven and two-thirds so far, five hits, uh, 12 Ks and 14 and third innings, .78 whip of the two three five earn run average. He has been really strong so far. Andres Machado has been hit or miss. Uh, I would say so far this season, Kyle Finnegan's had a couple times where he's gotten roughed up, but generally we think he is going to be a solid guy. It sucks. Once again, Sean Doolittle's gone, but five and a third innings, or excuse me. Uh, yeah. Five and a third innings so far. Um, and Doolittle this season, a zero earn run average. Nobody this year has, has gotten to him uh, yet. And you go down the line, Tanner Rainey has been strong despite the fact that, you know, loaded the bases um, the other day, Hunter Harvey, in 10 and the third innings, or excuse me, 10 and the third innings, in two and a, uh, two and two thirds innings has yet to, uh, let's see, two and two thirds. Yeah. He has yet to surrender a run. So, uh, you know, you got a, a lot of guys who are working right now and I'm sorry, um, Victor Arano has worked seven and two third innings so far this year at 2.35 on run average, 12 Ks. He's got a 14.1 K per nine right now. So, you know, you're getting good production out of some key guys in your bullpen that you hope to be, you know, critical pitchers, and I'm looking at the Rainies. Uh, you've gotten it some from from both Mason Thompson. We haven't seen a whole lot of because of the injury, but I think those guys, all things considered, Arano, I know uh, Arano, I know no Doolittle right now. Finnegan, Murphy, Rainey, all of those guys, you know, have, have had been asked to do, you know, come into tough spots, uh, and I think some of them, for the most part, have done a pretty good job. So. You know, they're going to keep calling on these guys, and there's going to be bad days for these guys, just like there are the starting pitchers. But once again, Machado and uh, Finnegan for most of the time. And, you know, you feel like Tanner Rainey is going to, uh, you know, hope he keeps gaining that confidence so far. Um, you know, what, what he's done so far this season, getting the three saves, loading the bases the other day, and then getting out of that with the no-out situation. is just there is reason to be optimistic. Hopefully they can get Will Harris back. Hopefully they can get Sean Doolittle back here pretty soon and get those guys reintegrated back into the bullpen. But from a numerical standpoint, compared to last year, this year, they might not be great right now, but they're a lot better than they were. Once again, compared to the National League, um, you know, the, let's see, last year in NL, they were dead last, right? Uh, in the regular season, they had the, yeah, they were tied for dead last with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Only two teams in the league that had over uh, five earn run averages out of the pen. This year in the National League, they're fourth worst at this point in time, but also they're being asked, you know, to to come in a lot more than most bullpens are just because of the starting pitching situation. So I think there has been some solid stuff that we've seen there. And once again, I mentioned yesterday, but yesterday is a good example of the pen coming in 
and getting you know that they're getting the job job done. They they made sure this game uh, did not spiral out of control. Josh Rogers gives you four and a third and allows four runs all in earned. But Orano gives you two thirds clean. Sam Clay two thirds clean. Good to see him back. Austin Voth uh, three Ks no runs allowed there. They bring in uh, Erasmo Ramirez, who just they just joined the team, just added him after the, the injuries they've had. So Ramirez and, and Sam Clay have both come in and joined the team. And Andres Machado are cleaning. So yesterday, you know, you get a, a, a spot where you get five and two-thirds from the pen, um, or four and two-thirds from the pen, and they don't give up any runs. And so at that point, that's when it's on your offense that left eight guys on base. You know, they gave them opportunities down the stretch. They had guys second, third, and didn't get enough out of that late in the game. So it's not like the pen is completely destroying games the Nationals right now. Now, the Nationals haven't had a ton of leads to speak of, uh, but you go back to the 6-1 win, Penn did well, the 1-0 win, the pen does well. 11-2, you know, that was that was mostly Fetty, and there was, you know, mop-up duty afterwards. But I think the pen has done a good job keeping, keeping them in ball games. You go to some of their losses, you know, four-run loss, four-run loss, five-run loss, two-run loss. Two run loss, you know, five, two, two, uh, one. They've got a lot of close losses. And because of that, you know, it, uh, the other day we talked about Adone going six innings the first time for a Nationals pitcher all this season. Well, if you have all these close losses and we just hit a point the other day where a starting pitcher is going six innings, what does that mean? The bullpen's keeping you in the game, right? The bullpen's being asked to pitch a lot and the bullpen's being, you know, keeping you in the game, generally speaking, when you're asking them to. Uh, you know, in, in those situations, the offense not not holding up their end of the bargain. All right, let's preview this weekend. But first, one more quick word from our sponsors. You guys can go to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. I actually give you guys uh, the lines right now for tonight's game between the Giants and the Washington Nationals. The Giants are minus 130 favorites. The Nationals coming back at you at plus 110. Uh, so you guys can get, you know, maybe some sprinkle some action on, on Patrick Corbin there, but you guys can go bet online. They've got NASCAR. They've got NBA playoffs. They've got MLB. They've got NHL. They have got uh, F1, NASCAR, boxing, UFC, Bellator, PFL, all those things. Uh, Premier League, they've got there. So you guys go to bet online today. That is bet online. You guys can do it. Sign up. It is free to do bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, so three-game series this weekend for the Nationals. And before we do that, I forgot to do this at the beginning, but I'll set up where the Nationals currently are. I like to do this after each series. The Nationals are 6-9 and nine. Uh, overall. They've lost two games in a row. They are in fourth place right now in the National League East. They are four and a half games back of the New York Mets, who have built a four-game a four game lead uh, right now in the division, already in 14 games they're seven and three in their last ten. Uh, and they just won a series three. They were one, three, or four actually against the Giants. So uh, you know the Mets are playing pretty well. Hopefully the Nationals can take advantage of maybe a tired Giants team on the road. That's what they'll try to do this weekend. Set things up for you guys. Here's what it looks like for the times for this weekend's contest. You guys have a standard game tonight on Friday, 7.05. Then on Saturday, it's a 1.05 Eastern start time. Maybe it was beneficial for the Nats, uh, but now that the Giants have been east a little bit, you know, maybe not. And then Sunday, 1.35. The matchup uh, for tonight is Patrick Corbin. He will be going up against Sam Long, the 26-year-old lefty. So that is the first matchup you will see there. Then uh, it's going to be, uh, we're not sure who the pitcher for the Nationals is going to be on Saturday, but it's going to be Alex Wood countering for the Giants. At least there's a hole in the rotation 
uh, that's that's there right now. So that's you know that's that's where it is. I'm trying to think about who would be in line for the Saturday start. Let's see, a down pitch Tuesday, uh, Gray's on Sunday, so it's it's empty right now in that Saturday slot. I'm trying to think about who would be up at that point, but I, I don't think there's any injury in the immediate between Corbin, Gray, uh, Adone, um, Fetty, and then uh, uh, Josh Rogers. I don't think there's an injury. So it should be at that point of the rotation, either Adone or Gray. Uh, let's see. Not sure who's going to be on, on Saturday um, uh, at that point, but Saturday matchup. Yeah. Alex Wood three, uh, one Oh five. And then 135 on Sunday, it's going to be Josiah Gray against Logan Webb. That should be a really good pitching matchup. Curious to see, uh, you know, what the weather's like on that day. Is the ball going to carry out of the yard? So that's your weekend set up. The Giants come into this series, you know, they're a team that it feels like um, get Chris Bryant last year. They lose them. They're eight and five, though. And they've got a great manager in Gabe Kapler. Uh, so it still feels like they're going to be a really strong team. And, uh, you know, the, this is the last three games on a road swing. They got one actually on Monday in Milwaukee. Then they'll go back home. The Nationals will actually see them uh, in a week from today. They start a series that's going to be in San Francisco. So uh, you're going to see them twice here, six times the next week or so. Excited for that. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, you guys can find the show wherever you guys get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.